Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. In Exodus 28 verse 41, let's read it together. Exodus 28 verse 41. And thou shalt put them upon Aaron thy brother and his sons with him and shall anoint them and consecrate them and sanctify them that they may minister unto me in the priest office are you here shall we read it again shall we go to maybe verse 39 verse 39 then let's read down all right in 39, he said, And thou shalt embroider, so he's talking about a priest's garment, the coat of fine linen, and thou shalt make the mitre of fine linen, and thou shalt make the girdle of needlework. I just want you to note that the garment of the priest is carefully made. It's an instruction from God, well taught out, creation, and uh, some should be made out of needlework, linen. And you see that the specifications are there. The next verse says that, And for Aaron's sons thou shalt make coats, and thou shalt make for them girdles, and uh, bonnets shalt thou make for them for glory and for beauty. Please tell somebody, we are all preaching today. Tell somebody that anointing is for glory and for beauty. That is why you must pay attention to the anointing. Right. Let's do the last verse. He said, and thou shalt put them upon Aaron thy brother and his sons with him. Because Aaron and his sons were in the priestly office. And shall anoint them, and consecrate them, and sanctify them, that they may minister unto me in the priest's office. Praise the Lord. We're talking about keys to the anointing. Please take your seat. One of the blessedness of the anointing is that it brings a seal of distinction. It brings what? A seal of distinction. You can see from the scripture we just read that the garment of the priest was supposed to be made in a certain way. Then when all of that for glory and beauty, the garment has been done, Aaron is supposed to be anointed together with his sons to function in the office of the priest. That tells you, like we discussed the other time, that you need an anointing to function in anything God has called you to do and to be. So for a pastor, you need an anointing to function in this office. You are a businessman. You need an anointing to function in the marketplace. You are a husband or prospective husband. You need an anointing to function. You are a wife, a prospective wife. You need an anointing to function in that office. You are someone's employee. You need an anointing to function in that office. Why? Because it takes an anointing to follow a man who has been given an original vision. The vision is not yours. And so if you don't have the anointing to be able to tap into the vision of the person that has been called to lead you, you are going to try to use your followers' vision to 
to control the main vision or to jeopardize the main vision and in your heart it's like you are helping. One of the things that will make your clear motive of help turn out to be destructive is when you lack the anointing. Should I say it again? I'm saying that you have a good heart that I want to help my husband. But you end up jeopardizing the marriage because you lack the anointing. Same for the man. If a man has a wife whom God has put ahead of her generation, the man possibly sometimes wants to carry the husband's role in the house to the office of the wife. And sometimes in your bid to protect the woman, you destroy the vision. Or sometimes you overtake the vision, but you have not been called for the vision. And so it takes the anointing for a man to follow a woman. It takes the anointing for a woman to follow a man. I've seen a lot of people trying their best to help a person they ended up killing because they didn't have the anointing. Even around me as a pastor, you may want to try to protect me so much that you will drive a lot of people away because you lack the anointing. Because sometimes the way I would treat some issues, if you have not caught the anointing, you would treat it in a way that will rather drive people away than to bring people in. Are we on the same page? So it takes an anointing for you to have that seal of distinction. Now the implication is that the anointing causes the anointed to be set apart and to stand out in the crowd. It causes the person who is given that opportunity to be set apart and to stand out in the crowd. The garment that was being made for the priest, it was to set them apart and cause them to stand out. So, and the garment is, is you see that you have to understand that the anointing is a package. Is what? It's a, you are talking to me this morning. Is what? It's a package. That's why it comes with a garment. It comes with a girdle. It comes with a mitre. You know a mitre? What the Jewish priest wear, them, that small cap there. It comes with that. It comes with actually the whole emblem, emblem package, the regalia, comes with a rod and a staff, comes with a cross, comes with a ring, comes with different things. So it's a whole package for the office. And it is so, so that the anointed will be set aside or set apart to stand out in the crowd. That means that it doesn't matter if you are in the crowd. When you are anointed, God just makes you to stand out. Makes you to be set, up, set aside. So, this happened to David when his brothers were lined up to be anointed. And uh, the prophet said, no. All these people who have lined up, they are crowd. The person who is going to be anointed is, is at the backside of the wilderness. Go and bring him. And when he came, even though he was rowdy, dirty at the time from where he was coming, he was not liked, but he stood out. When the anointing comes upon you, it will distinguish you, it will make you stand out. You are a business person, you stand out. You see that all of you are selling water, but there is something about what you are doing. Praise the Lord. That is why the anointing is also what pushes excellence. It pushes distinction. It is impossible for a man to have an anointing for something and not uphold excellence. Because the spirit of God is not a spirit of disorder. There must be order and the essence of the anointing here is for glory and beauty. It's for what? Please talk to me now. It's for what? And excellence is to project glory and beauty. So if you are singing... There must be excellence in your ministration for glory and beauty. If you are ushering, if you are selling, how do you package your product? You say, oh, the thing is good, it's good, it's good. No, people don't just buy because something is good. Many people will not be attracted to a product because of the content. Many people will be attracted to a product because it was advertised. And sometimes the very good product in a bad container, don't get purchased. 
People will purchase the inferior one because it is beautiful. That is why if you're a woman and you think you have a great character, you have to learn how to dress. I'm preaching. You think I'm not spiritual, but I'm just preaching. Because I, Bible says it's only God who sees what is in the heart. Man sees what is outward. So what will bring me attraction is what will now bring me to the point where I will begin to pay attention to your content. So without attraction, it's difficult to detect content. So beauty and glory is important. You keep making yourself anyhow, thinking that take me as I am. But this generation, we are not taking anybody as they are. I can't take her. What do you mean? Are you my mother? Hey. It's early morning. I have to behave myself, right? Okay. So, excellence is important. The church has to have a good outlook and uh, to attract the kind of people God wants us to attract. You find out that as the knowledge is abounding, people don't want to be in a place where there is things are done anyhow. So, there has to be order. There has to be a culture of discipline. There has to be excellence in everything we are doing for God. There has to be beauty. I mean, one of the things that really attracted that that part of the angels to follow the devil was that he was beautiful. So beauty is important. As we are singing, it has to feel like the voice of angels. Then we'll add anointing to it. Praise the Lord. Yeah. That's why if you are a church worker here, you are a, a trainee pastor, lay pastor. I mean, from just always be in your best. Praise the Lord. Always be in your best. If you are anointed and you give people an opportunity to look down on you, the anointing will not be effective. I don't know if I'm saying something. Some people always want to be on the opposite side. It's like you are a post-structuralist. You want to use your small style in your micro space. To make changes going nowhere sometimes. Sometimes it goes somewhere. But some other times it goes nowhere. Because look at Jesus, what he said. He said, when you are going to a party, check your dress. <laughs> and he said that in a party, some people will not be allowed to sit in a particular seat because of what they are wearing. So beauty is important. Praise the Lord. You must be distinguished in your business. That gives you a competitive advantage. And I'm praying that God will give you that spirit in Jesus' name. Let the amen be louder than it is. <laughs> so David stood out. Distinction, a seal of distinction because of the anointed. The implication again is that it causes the anointed to experience the mystery of existence with difference. The seal of distinction causes the anointed person to experience the mystery of existence with a difference. It means that all things in the person's case is different. So it's a mystery that your, your, uh, and then the experience of the anointed person can be different. That is to say that your case is different when you have the oil of distinction upon you. You see that all of you have gone to make an appointment or you have gone to make a proposal. And some way, somehow, the anointing puts an experience of priority on your document, on your request. And you find out that you have a mystery working for you. Praise the Lord. So, when we read that scripture, we see that the anointing shall come upon them and... It's also equal to consecration, sanctification, and the minister will be able to stand in the office. What it simply means, and I'm not going into the consecration and the sanctification, but what it simply means is that nobody can function in an anointing without limitation. Just, just because when you hear limitation all the time, your mind is that it's a, it's a constraint. But even if it is so, I, I, my mind works mathematics. So 
I'm talking about boundaries. I'm talking about what? That's you can't live anyhow for the anointing to work in your life. Every anointing, you see, the oil that is not in a container cannot be used. The oil that is not in a well will spill over. Even if you go into drilling, people buy oil wells because the oil must be contained in some rock somewhere. The anointing cannot be flying everywhere, doing anything, anyhow. You must be constrained within a particular way of living for the anointing to come upon you. Is God talking to somebody here? So people who have um, I do what I, whatever I want. Nothing can control me. God is okay with everything. You see that those people cannot function in the anointing. Yep. So for instance, let's talk about your spending. Should we talk about it? <laughs> Give me water. That you have the resources with you all the time does not mean that you can go into every transaction. Every resource God gives you has a purpose. And if an anointing of wealth is going to come upon you, you must not be reckless. You must not be wasteful. Jesus told them, he says that the way to see bread, small bread, feeding 5,000 people is also have a sense of gathering the surplus into 12 baskets. That's don't be wasteful. Anybody who is wasteful cannot walk in the anointing. And you will find out that why is it so? Because you can have the anointing for wealth, but you may have blown your seed. Because you don't understand that he gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. And that you can't eat the orange and say that, oh, the, the seed in Mpo is very medicinal. So let me just chop the seed on top. So by the time you know the orange season will come and after eating the fruit and the seeds, you have no harvest. So the anointing will be there, but there will not be any seed on the ground for the anointing's effect to bring the harvest unto you. Why? Because you did not know that you ought to have kept a seed for the harvest. So I'm saying that you need to really be constrained. You need to understand that everything God does has covenant keys that should become your lifestyle of faith for you to be able to appropriate what God is trying to give you. So you see that most of the time before God gives people a people a, a certain blessing, he begins by instructing them. Instruction. Do this. Don't do this. If you do this, the blessing will come upon you and overtake you. If you do this, you walk away from the blessing. Are we on the same page? Because some people think the anointing is some air. You know, some, some matter somewhere, some, some, some concentration under the oil. You know, that comes upon you and makes you do some things. But we have learned that the anointing is a person. The Holy Spirit himself is anointing. And so for him to be very active in your life, you have to understand his relationship with him, entertaining him, practicing what, what triggers him in an environment. So that you will not just think that not everybody can be a medical doctor. I hope you know that. Yeah. You, you have to be trained in a certain way. That's why not everybody can walk in the anointing. Not every believer can walk in an anointing to a certain level. Even though we all have the same potential. In the medical school, not everybody graduates. I just want to tell you that. That's why not everybody is a medical doctor. And some can even put doctor on themselves. And you are not a medical doctor. It's just a matter of time. And some people try to practice without a certificate. And that also... <laughs> once a while, you see that they have arrested somebody performing surgeries and he's not been trained. Whether he's a lawyer or whatever in the courtroom. Because self-training is not equal to professional training. <laughs> 
Sometimes you need to be in a particular institutionalized way of doing things to be effective. Are you here? So I want us to look at the story of Saul and then talk about a few keys. The key number one in First Samuel chapter 9 is, so the point I've just made to you is that even though the anointing makes you stand out, distinction is also always within a boundary. So that is the reason why not everybody is a distinguished member of society. So here, the keys, because the whole week we have been talking about First Samuel chapter 10, talking about Saul. But this morning, we're going to be talking about chapter 9. Because chapter 9 is a story leading to chapter 10. And um, you will find out that the first key there to the anointing is a deep pursuit after the Holy Spirit. Is what? A deep pursuit after the Holy Spirit. When Saul was sent to go and look for the missing animals, he got to a place where he went to Prophet Samuel, stayed in the company of Prophet Samuel. From there, he moved to another company of the prophet. He moved here, he moved here, he moved here. His heart was after God. So even when they had roamed about without finding the animals, he asked that, is there no prophet in the city that we can inquire of the Lord from? So you can see clearly that his heart was looking for God. Was looking, and I've said that well in this year we are trying to replace that word God with either Jesus or the Holy Spirit. Because it's like the God has become too much that we don't even know whether we are talking about a God in the village, which is in the stone, or whatever. So your heart must be pursuing after the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Am I too cool this morning? There is no anointing when you are not pursuing the Holy Spirit. And I'll just tell you a few realities. Sometimes when you think you are pursuing the anointing, you're actually pursuing fame. Sometimes when you think you are pursuing the anointing, you're actually pursuing self-actualization. You are, you are trying to trigger yourself. So, so every time you have to ask yourself that to what purpose and intent. Because I want to sing powerfully. If at the back of your mind, it doesn't automatically like involuntarily occur to you that I, I need anointing to be able to sing powerfully and it comes straight to you that I want to minister unto God. If that doesn't come to you automatically, you have missed it. If it is for the people to be, to be blessed, you have even missed it. Hey. I want the anointing so that the people will be blessed. It, that is the reason why you have occultic prophets and fake prophets thinking that Everything in creature is useful for human beings. So the dwarf is also a creature of God. And if I can use dwarf spirit to help people, I'm doing the work of God. But that is not anointing. It has to be ministering to God. So you have to ask yourself, if you ever send the spirit of necromancy before the Holy Spirit, would he accept it? If it cannot be accepted, then you are not pursuing God. You are pursuing necromancy. Hey. So you see that that's why anointing has to do with your heart. If your heart is not pursuing after God. David said, one thing have I desired. The same thing that I seek for. That I will know, I will know him. I will encounter him. Paul said that, that I may know him. <laughs> it is knowing him that is called the anointing and the heart pursuing him is what will bring the anointing. Only hearts that pursue the Holy Spirit will create room for the flow of the power of the Holy Spirit 
if it is pursuing after money, I want the anointing so that my, my, so, so that we can do this, we can do, no, 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 no. The first and primary thing is that you seek ye first God and his righteousness. In fact, when the anointing comes upon you, the first thing the anointing will help you to do is to help you to relate with the Holy Spirit. Hey. So without the introduction of the extra matters, you will see that it is you and God alone. You will find out that after a while, you will think you have gotten something, but you would have lost your devotional life. <laughs> I'm feeling it in <laughs> Yeah, you see that it's when you come, you do people are falling. Whoa, the movie is starting. Too many people are falling. Then you say, It's working, it's working, it's working, it's working, it's working, it's working. So you realize that you will get to a point when you see when you have accumulated the power for a while, you will have motion, even when you are not using extra power. The old power can just be dry, it's like a car with a fuel. Once the tank is not empty, car will still be running. But you find out that as it's running, it's also introducing debt into the system because of the small fuel. So you'll be running, you think you are fine, but you are not fine. And the reason why you get to that point is that when things are moving and shaking, you think God is always very happy. But whatever he gave you for what you are doing will be there until it finishes. Then you realize that you left your devotional life long time ago. And the anointing was still flowing. And you were deceived. And so you see that even though you, are, you think you are working for God, you have not been pursuing him for a long time. But things have been working. Until you come home, grounded. Then you know that, hey, and sometimes when you go back to try to learn how to pray, you see that you have missed your way in prayer. It's like, how do we even pray again? <laughs> the desire is not there. The, the push is not there. So you try to uh, uh, um, 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 there's encumber yourself with a lot of activities that look spiritual, but you have lost direct connectivity to the source. See, when you are around fire, you can be hot, but you are still not a fire. So, you, you can be hot and you are not connected to the, right, to the source. So, the first key to the anointing is for your heart to pursue God. That's why you see that no matter whatever is happening, you, you are in a hurry to go and kneel down before God and, and just be having your devotion with God. And it is about that personal place. Of devotion with God. Developing that desire. That, that's where you drink from. And when you come out. When a man meets God for a long time. You come out and you'll be like Moses. It will be too much on you. That people have to put veil on it. because And Moses didn't even know. He, for him it's normal. I went to meet God. Whatever was shining out from him. Was for the people to behold. And so when you, you are really connected to God. You will not be the one to tell the people. The people will see it. They will see that, oh, the thing is on him and it's difficult to look at him. Jesus took them to the top of the mountain of transfiguration. They saw the thing that came upon him. They said, uh, 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 uh. this is it. <laughs> Say connection. Say pursuit. Tell somebody, return back to that place of personal devotion. Personal connection with God. Tell somebody, don't be in church and lose God in the process <laughs> and still be around and catch the fire, but you have lost your connection. Tell somebody, don't lose the connection. One more time, if, if I say only this and we close, I think I'll be very happy. Tell somebody, don't lose your connection. And tell somebody that the anointing is not the garment of the priest. It's not the mitre, it's not the ghetto. All those ones are decorations on the anointing. But I tell somebody, say that the decoration comes upon you because the anointing is upon you. And the anointing is upon you because you have a connection 
a strong pursuit for the Holy Spirit. Can you clap your hands and bless the Lord? Hey. Nice. You see so many people who think that they are pursuing the anointing, but it's first things first. See, what you are pursuing is not first and foremost the presence of God in your life. Every other thing is just by the side. God first. Praise the Lord. Second key. I think I made a point of personal devotion very clear. Don't lose the connection. <laughs> Number two. If you let's read chapter nine. From verse number 1 to verse number 3. 1 Samuel chapter 9. We're learning it from Saul's story. Because he's the first king who was anointed in Israel. So we can glean from there. Now there was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish. The son of Abiel. The son of Zerah. The son of Becharoth. The son of Aphia. A Benjamite. A mighty man of power. And he had a son whose name was Saul, a choice young man. And a goodly, I mean, that's a, the guy was handsome, man. And there was not among the children of Israel a goodlier person than he. From his shoulders and upward, he was higher than any of the people. Charlie, Bible still put handsomeness and beauty to high to, Charlie. Still, God, help me to be taller, small. Help me. The Bible now said, And the asses of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to Saul, his son, Take now one of the servants with thee, and arise, go seek the asses. So here, it is this journey that initiated his anointing eventually. Go and look for the asses. He roamed, didn't find them. Somewhere, somehow, he found himself with a prophet somewhere. Not knowing that the, the missing asses was a setup for God to anoint Saul. So we have to look at that sequence of programs, events that led to he getting the anointing. And the second point here, because we have already talked about pursuit of God, is loyalty to the Father's business. Is what? Loyalty to your Father's business. Is a major key to the anointing. Please, if the word loyalty is a problem, let's talk about faithfulness or fidelity or dedication or commitment to the father's business. The verse number three, you see that for you even to be called a loyal person you have to understand that the anointing is for people who seek for lost flocks everywhere to grow the business of the household father's animals are missing father says get up go and look for the missing animals because every missing animal is reducing the business of the household. So go and look. We don't know how many were missing. But even if there were two, he said, go everywhere and look for them. Because 10 minus 1 equals 9. It's not never 10 again. 10 minus 2 equals 8. Never 10 again. When you don't have people whose heart go after replenishing what has been taken out by a straight commitment to loyal lifestyle. Anointing does not move from one level to another level. 
in the book of Malachi, it says that one of the things God is going to do in the last days is that he's going to just move the heart of the children to the fathers and the heart of the children to the and the, 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 the heart of the children to the fathers, heart of the fathers to the children. So there's going to be an exchange of heart. It is for a transfer of vision, transfer of calling, transfer of assignment from fathers to sons. It says it is at that point that the case will be broken. So when there is no loyalty for continuity, the curse reigns. That's how you see that in Africa, most businesses that are started by father figures, they don't go beyond 50 years because an African child has his own dream. Once he's coming, he just has his own dream. There's no continuity, but the Jews always, Jewish, Jewish people always continue. And then in the continuation, they add something to it. Are you here? I was just watching CNN. I was watching, um, um, it's just this small business, the advert they just threw out, like one minute. And then there's a, a family that had handled their pepper business for over 100 years. You see the man tasting the pepper in the production house. It was handed over to him by generations before. Some businesses are 200 years. Because there is that spirit of loyalty to ensure that that pepper business doesn't get extinguished because whoever was the father who started either died or is no longer in a position to run it. The same happens in the kingdom. You and I didn't meet Jesus. But when he was going, he just put his spirit in the disciples and gave them the same commission the father gave him when he came here on earth. That now we should become an extension of himself. And even go and do greater works. It is in doing the greater works that the anointing will come upon you. Because the anointing doesn't come for you to just sit and be laughing. The anointing is for work. <laughs> Are you here now? Don't make your face like that. Don't do it. Hey. So anointing is for those who are loyal. Now let's look at the scripture. Let me just give you one of the intestines of that scripture. <laughs> I'm feeling it already. It says that, and the asses of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to Saul, his son. Who is the first person he went to? We cannot be talking about loyalty for the work. When, if the anointing doesn't go to people who are not sons and daughters. So Kish says that even though I have servants, the first point of call is a son. In the church, there can be many people in the church, but few people have moved from the realm of just a church member to either a son or a daughter of the ministry. And it is the God built with sons and daughters. Jews will never do a business and commit it to the hand of a stranger. By all means, a son or a daughter must be in the equation. Are you here? So even you, the, the thing you are doing, you will find out that you will be more comfortable and more secure handing it over to someone that you call a son or a daughter than someone who is just an employee. True or false? Yeah. If it is okay for the man, it should be okay for God as well. First the natural, then the spiritual. Praise the Lord. So he now called his son. You always have to ask yourself, in this church, Am I a son? Yesterday when we finished the service, so many people came to me that, Pastor, I want this anointing. I want to ask you. <clears throat> sons don't beg for anointing. Anointing just flows to sons. It's part of the genes. It's part of the DNA of the household. So, if you don't see yourself to be a stranger, then it's your inheritance. The God of your father is your God. Except you make a decision that is no longer your God. Praise the Lord. Yeah. And that's what Ruth did with Naomi. He said, 
two people, Ruth and Opa, they were all in-laws. But one moved from an in-law to become a direct daughter and said that, where you go, I will go. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Where you die, I die. Die hard. Following hard. And, I mean, the rest is history. We, the Bible never mentions Opa again. It's only Ruth, 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 Ruth. Because without loyalty, you won't catch any spirit. You, you only catch it when you are a son or you are a daughter. Praise the Lord. And one of the things, so God will consider a son first. Then look at the scripture again. That, that verse, it says that, he, and Cain said to his, to Saul, his son, take now one of the servants with thee. So, so before servant was mentioned, son was first mentioned. Any church that is dealing with servants is going nowhere. If the instrumentalists are servants, Church is going nowhere. I mean, a bigger gig will come. Bigger gig. Because servant, think about reward. What's my pay? What's my, what are, what, what are my bonuses? <laughs> Sons, they are working for legacy. So, when a bigger gig comes in time, you see that a Wednesday service, none of your instrumentalists is around. Because they see themselves as servants. So if something is going to, it's like the highest bidder has been. But for people who must receive the anointing, they have to be loyal. They have to be what? It is that loyalty of your heart that will qualify you to catch the spirit. And throughout the Bible is there. Joshua was following Moses. Loyal to the core. They went to the tent together, came out together. When God was about taking Moses away, the Bible said in Joshua 1 1. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, <laughs> it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua. The son, Joshua, first person God went to is Joshua. Moses is a minister. The guy had moved from just the crowd and blah, blah. he had become Moses' personalized minister. Too much. God said that to get a, a person to take them to the promised land after setting Moses aside, I'm going to this lawyer guy. Aaron was there. All those other people were there. God said, we need a son. Lawyer. God doesn't work with colleagues though. In a ministry, you are you feel like I'm a, I'm a colleague. When we started this ministry, many pastors wanted to work with me, but I saw that they see me as a friend, they see me as a colleague. That's why cool makers will kill all their colleagues because it is difficult to rule with your colleagues. You have to rule with sons and daughters. Sometimes servants are even better than friends. Hey. So the anointing, look at Elisha. He got anointing because he was a son. Jesus gave the anointing to people who were closest to him. They had his heart. And the one who didn't have his heart didn't get it. Brother Judas. So you can be close and, and not and not become a son. Please just check it very carefully. All this screaming I'm screaming this morning is for you to catch the anointing. Praise the Lord. Now imagine, imagine all of us anointed in a particular measure as possibly God has given this commission. Then we step out there in branches. Demons will be running away. We will be able to recover lost sheep. Any day, any time. Are you here now? Come on now. Are you here now? And it is sons who have capacity to drive servants. So he called the son and then he said, let the servant follow the son. Sometimes, and so when the equation changes, you see that the whole system suffers. When servants are driving sons, hey, Please, can you ask somebody, are you a son or a daughter? What, what are you? What do you even think you are? <laughs> Look at Jesus. Look at God. You know, Jesus is God. 
right? Full God, full man. God wanted to save all humanity. He now entered the earth as a son of himself. To display the anointing to mankind. Loyalty, dear, the day will cancel the doctrine of loyalty. No marriage will hold. That, that your husband can fire any woman any day, any time, any hour without any accountability to your relationship. The day we say we don't need loyalty, don't mention fidelity because they are synonyms. You just like using words. Words. Why are we talking about loyalty in church? Why are we talking about in your house? You are talking about fidelity. Shut up. Which business will work, will function when the employees are not loyal to the brand? And that's why people can work in a place for a long time and still not imbibe the culture of the place. When they step out there to do something for themselves, they seem not to have learned anything. They seem not to have caught anything. It's like they are starting life all over again. How, how did you get there? Because you were just there collecting pay, salary, and all of that. Nothing entered into your because your heart was not for it. You were only there for your livelihood. I'm feeling it, Pa. Receive an anointing in Jesus' name. <laughs> Tell somebody if you are loyal, you know you are loyal. <laughs> and if you are not loyal, tell somebody it's an eye opener. Because the truth of the matter is that, listen, please, no, no, nobody should condemn anybody here. We are just learning. If God has a business to do with this ministry going forward, the, the anointing for the commission has already been poured. He can only distribute it to people whose heart are in it. If your heart is not in it, he may not drive you away, but he's not going to take you as a candidate for what he's going to do at a certain level of um, influence. Are, are we there? So the guy went out and look at what loyal people do. He went out and, uh, the, the, and he, he refused to have an excuse. So anointing is for those who escape Maratoski later, sir. In verse 4, the Bible said, just watch it carefully. I need to bring this message to an I thought I was going to be able to give you a lot of keys. but And he passed through Mount Ephraim and passed through the land of Shalisha. But they found them not. Then they passed through the land of Shalim. And there they were not. And he passed through the land of Benjamite. Of the Benjamite. But they found them. That he moved to three key locations. And some of them, even though they are mentioned as a location, but it was a region full of different cities and towns. He was just moving from one place to the other. Trying to locate the flocks of his father. So the anointing is for people who seek for lost flocks. Everywhere. Say everywhere. In order to grow the, the household business. And in doing so, he moved from one place to another, Shalisha Shalim, and then he went to Benjamin. Anointing is for those who escape excuses. What do they do? I said that on every 23rd May, uh, the law in this area is that when you are repeating after your pastor, you must say it louder. Anointing is for those who escape excuses. And work with all their hearts until an assignment is done. He went to Shalisha. He didn't find them. He went to Shalim. From there, he went to Benjamite. And so, he didn't say, oh, I've gone to Shalisha, the land of Shalisha. I didn't find her. Let me go home. No, 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 no. He pressed to Shalim. Didn't find. Pressed again to Benjamin. No excuse. Tell somebody, excuses are the reason why some people are not anointed to a certain level. 
The anointing is not for people who easily turn back on an assignment. You have been given an assignment. You have to go to every extent to ensure that in a legitimate and a godly way, it is executed. When you have elements of excuses in your heart, in your mind, like some people always have an answer for every question. Why were you not at the meeting? They have already planned the answer. In fact, when people are not able to even answer, they wonder, ah, are you smarter? You should have said your child was sick. <laughs> your child was sick. Why are you late? My wife was not well. It's like it will come automatically. It's a default. Meanwhile, though, it is just a packaged answer. Hey! That's not loyalty. That, because, and that is why the anointing, eh, when God is about to anoint, he looks at the heart. Because your mouth can deceive us, but your heart, dear, it cannot deceive God. So he will look at the, what is inside the heart to drop an anointing. Are you here? There are some people we even think are loyal. We think they are loyal, but before God, they are not. And your loyalty is first to God. Then, if you like, <laughs> is to his church. If you like, again, is to his man. If you like, again, is to your assignment. But God first, Paul said, follow me. And the reason why you are following me is that I myself am in the kingdom. And I'm following the Christ of the kingdom. So you don't follow me until I'm following kingdom and I'm following the Christ of the kingdom. Is God talking to somebody? That's where the anointing that I, I followed my pastor like, and you see, when you are following, you try not to have a mind of your own. It doesn't mean you are foolish. Because some people follow with status. Look at me. My pastor is way, way older than me. But in terms of natural education, I'm way, way higher than him. I mean, in terms of school, classroom. I think my pastor, he was just telling me that even in degree, just when they sat there, he just came out. <laughs> he just came out. So I'm going to secondary school. I've gone to do my first degree, my second degree, and then others I'm trying to do. So, if you are a fool, you begin to think, um, any church I'm older than, I'm not entering there. No, that's not how God works. Jesus was not the oldest in town. He was just 33 when he died. He was, I'm sure Peter and the rest were older than him. Because you are thinking status. You are thinking, I'm more educated than him. I'm more this than him. I'm more... No, God's wisdom is always greater than man's wisdom. So you follow God's wisdom. That's why anybody who comes to God and must worship God eh, must learn first of all how to cast down their crown and bow down before him. If you are carrying your crown, you can't serve God. The 24 elders and the four creatures, they come, they bow before him, they just remove the crown. And they worship. In this house, you can't worship thinking, I'm the chief justice. When people see me, they should, they should greet me, my Lord. He's in the court, not here. Why didn't you address me with my title? Like I'm calling... Um, Dr. Kofi, where is Dr. Kofi? I saw her somewhere here. Yeah, I say, I say, when I go to the hospital and I go to the counter, I say, please, I'm looking for Dr. Kofi. When she comes to church, I say, Yvette, <laughs> straight. Dr. Kofi, no, what? He works in the work, the, the job environment, but here, yeah, no, is, in fact, I don't even call her, I call her Mike. Yvette, Mike. Yvette, Mike, <laughs> like that. Somebody will be offended. 
even when pastor, you know, in our private, if he calls me vet, it's okay. But when he's using me as an example, he has to let the people know I'm a doctor. Doctor, what, what is wrong with you? Did we come to church to give injections? It's like we are having issues. And so when you allow these issues to go into your heart, then it begins to contaminate the space to accommodate the anointing. You see that things have entered there. That's why Bible says, guard your heart. Just guard it. Praise the Lord. That excuses. The guy moved from one place to another to another. When you are given a job, a sign that you are lawyer is that you see to it to ensure that it is executed as it was instructed without any excuse. How will you get an anointing if you cannot even follow up three people, three lordship? And you always have excuses. Me from when I call them, I don't get them. They don't return my call. What, what, look at somebody say, What? Is there any workplace that keeps promoting people for not being able to maintain their client? So when the anointing is coming, he's looking at people who have been productive. And it takes loyalty for you to move around when the father is sitting. Because the father is not moving around with you. He said, Pastor dear, he's sitting and all that he does is that people bring him envelope. Then he will collect. Even this morning after church, you see that people will be bringing him envelope. And we are the ones who will be moving around from Shalisha to Shalim to Benjamite, chasing and looking after you. And there are some crazy. And there I was not born a, a head pastor. <laughs> I have been serving since, 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 since. Uh, I never even thought that I would be a head pastor. I was not serving to be a head pastor. Somewhere, somehow, when God is ready to do it, it will meet you. Praise the Lord. Are you here? But part of your anointing is that you determine to see to the end of assignment. That is a clear sign of your loyalty. If you are not seeing assignment, you see, there are some football players like Chelsea strikers, like Timo Werner, like today, you know, a, team, a very good team like mine, you, we can even, but for the law, so we can just sleep and still maintain our position. No matter how many goals people score, we are fine. But today, we are doing permutation. Whether useless Liverpool will qualify, whether useless Chelsea will qualify, whether, can you imagine? Because strikers like to blow chances, blow chances, including kicking air. They are giving you an assignment to go and score. You have opportunity. You kick air. Hey, you, you will put to go. You see that the boy is there. He has shot it somewhere. Hey! And about some cranny. After shooting like Yakubu Aibin, you know. You still want the anointing to come upon you. No way. The anointing is not for such people. <laughs> hey, I'm preaching, Papa. I don't know. Am I dancing or I'm preaching? Hey, sh- Please, we need to understand these things. So, you see that Saul was not willing to return home without the animals. Anointing is for those who deeply care. I mean, that's the fine, final thing. Deeply care about their father. And do not want to become a bother or a concern to the father in the course of their service. 
in verse 5, anointing is for those who deeply care. I'm talking about loyalty. They deeply care about their father. And they do not want to become a concern, a bother, a worry to their father in the process of executing their service. Look at what Saul said. In verse 5, he said, And when they were, they have been roaming everywhere. Said, and when they were come to the land of Zuf, Saul said to his servant that was with him, Come, let us return, lest my father leave caring for the asses and take thought of us. We, we went there to do a work for him, but we have, we, in the process, we have actually become the worry for our father. He's no longer thinking about the work. He, the problem is that we, the workers, the sons, the people on the road, we have become a problem. So let us go. So that he doesn't shift the care from the animals to us. That's a simple question. If you are loyal, you have to ask this question. Is my pastor disturbed about me or the work? Am I making him troubled about me? Because as I lie on my bed praying, I'm thinking about how best to attend to this person's emotional trouble. And he's causing one negative influence here. He's making the work look some way here. And I say, You see that the pastors are careful to even address pertinent issues because they are to no friction. To throw to who causes you when you have a train, a train swap. It's like somebody sliding and he just slides and he just takes out a lot of people <laughs> in the process. Hey, shh. So put your hand on here and say, God, help me. Help, help me. In your workplace, some employees can become like that. Can, they can make you shift focus from the work and then, if you're just addressing them because you are very careful because other people will take issue if you just address them bah! Hey. <laughs> so if you are loyal the, the leadership the father, the leader, whatever you call you try as much as possible that you don't become a point of worry for whoever is your father. That is when the anointing will be looking for you. In the kingdom, if I become a point of worry, I mean, typical example is when a pastor starts sleeping with the church members. You have become a worry to God. If he anoints you more, that means more girls will be pregnant. Are you, are you here? Because you are not loyal to your your kingdom code. That's how you are, you are. If God adds more money to the ministry, you will steal more. So the anointing for more money will not come. Because you have become a point of concern. You are small MD. For the music ministry like Della. And all of a sudden. Charlie, small MD no. You look at the whole church. This is your small group. Oh, now me pay away. Me pay away. No, there be, there be. And then me pay, me pay away. Me pay. To a mooch now to turn your man. Wait to me. She no bow way out. Brown new way. So, when I would you the left room in seven, when I would you wait. And I'm not some crazy. So, the music going to God and has become some different discord. Akwawi. Akwawi. Yeah, man, anointing to cry my in your First selection, second selection. And about some crane. Della, you will never get there in Jesus' name. You're a good man. Hey. So you see that even the pastors become a concern. And when you become a concern, it's a limitation. God will make sure that you will never enter into certain realms. Because you are a bad advert. 
You are a bad man. You are a bad example. You will not represent him in glory and beauty. Remember, the anointing is for glory and what? Beauty. So if by your contribution, we are not seeing glory. We are not seeing beauty. Check your loyalty. And that's why the anointing will not come. I thought that by the spirit of God, teaching this key will be a great blessing unto us. And we will do well. Put your hands together for the Lord. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Medina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 244 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.